Welcome to Habitual Excellence, presented by Value Capture. This podcast in our firm is all about helping you and your organization achieve habitual excellence via one unifying focus, one value-based structure, and one performance system. In other words, it's about helping you capture dramatically more value through achieving perfect care and perfect safety for patients and staff. To learn more about Value Capture and our services, visit www.valuecapturellc.com. Hi, welcome to episode 49 of Habitual Excellence. Today is another audio essay by our CEO, Ken Siegel. He's going to be talking about the Shingo guiding principle called Create Customer Value. You may have heard episode 46, where he talked about the Shingo principle of create constancy of purpose. Today, again, it's Ken Siegel. You can find um, links and show notes and more on our website at valuecapturellc.com slash HE49. Hi again, everyone. I'm Ken Siegel, the CEO of Value Capture. We support transformational health system leaders, and we're proud to be a certified affiliate of the Shingo Institute. Today, I get to share with you a little bit about what a principle is and to again illustrate with one of the 10 powerful Shingo principles that serve as the basis for building a sustainable culture of enterprise excellence. Over several months, my colleagues and I are providing illustrations of all 10 Shingo principles. In a previous episode, I had the chance to illustrate create constancy of purpose. Today, I have the opportunity to teach about the principle create value for the customer. In the Shingo movement, we posit that leaders that a leader's fundamental role is to bring these principles to life in the culture of the organization. So it's important to understand what they are. So what is a principle? A principle is a foundational rule that governs consequences, whether we want to believe in the principle or not. I want to repeat that, whether we want to believe in it or not. It is operating in the background, and when our actions, which we call behaviors in the Shingo movement, align with it, good things happen. And when our actions don't, bad things happen. We say principles are timeless and universal. That means they apply everywhere, always to everyone, and they're evident. That means they can be discovered, researched, proven. Stephen R. Covey, as I said last time, taught us that values govern our actions, but principles govern the consequences of our actions. So we're really talking a lot about consequences of our actions, of our behaviors. And as I shared last time, a really good analogy to understand this is gravity. You don't have to believe in gravity for it to be governing consequences. If you jump from a height without protection, you will fall and you may be injured. If you instead choose the stairs as a way to get down because you're aware of gravity as a universal force, you're more likely to be safe. So remember, the Shingo principles are the gravity of organizational performance. So to illustrate, let's go to the principle I'm talking about today, create value for the customer. And a reminder, the 10 Shingo principles are divided into three categories. And this one, like constancy of purpose, falls into the enterprise alignment category. Create value for the customer is defined as ultimately value must be defined through the lens of what a customer wants and is willing to pay for. Organizations that fail to deliver both effectively and efficiently on this most fundamental outcome cannot be sustained long term. Now, I want to pause and sadly, 
it is important to acknowledge the truth that because of how healthcare is financed, there are many organizations that have sustained themselves as ongoing concerns for quite a while, while perhaps not doing an ideal job with this principle. I will point to signs, however, that customers are wielding more and more power over the fate of healthcare organizations than previously, consumers, patients. So perhaps the universality of this principle is asserting itself even more fundamentally in our sector. So, but a deeper point to be made here, the organizational excellence principles are about striving for habitual excellence, for what is possible for the best of us. So that's where we're gonna keep our lens, not what we can get away with, but what brings out the best of us, what level of performance is possible and we so desperately need it from healthcare which is so important to every single human being. Another point to acknowledge about this particular definition, sometimes healthcare audiences have trouble with the phrase, what a customer will pay for, because healthcare is about more than money. So I always say, don't get hung up there, legitimate as the definition is, and, and it is defendable. But instead, in healthcare, if it's easier for you, think of this as the need to relentlessly, obsessively, continuously work to provide more and more of what the people you serve deeply value and continuously and obsessively work to eliminate what they don't value and isn't necessary. When a leader creates a powerful attachment to this universal truth for the organization, makes it an anchoring point for everyone every day, our hypothesis about principles governing consequences poses that good things will happen. And if they don't, if creating value for the customer isn't present in all of our uh, behaviors and minds every day, less positive outcomes for the organization will occur. So let's test that hypothesis and illustrate the concept of consequences with examples of leaders living and perhaps not living as well the principle of create value for the customer. So we'll start with an example that those of us of a certain age are familiar with, the rise of foreign car brands led by Toyota, especially the Japanese brands in the 1970. The quality revolution that Toyota brought and the sort of leadership framework that they figured out was allowing them to produce cars of much higher quality at lower initial cost and lower operating cost for the customer. They were sort of putting half of the resources in and getting twice the value out from a customer perspective. It was quite the revolution. So from a customer perspective, we're getting higher quality, we're getting fewer breakdowns, less repair costs, less initial costs, sounds good. Not a shock that market share rose dramatically. People started to buy in great quantities. In companies that had been perhaps taking the customer for granted, not innovating in this deep, measurable, what am I willing to pay for kind of way, lost market share and were threatened to survive and sometimes in more than one cycle of this. So now let's move to healthcare. I recently spoke with a senior vice president of one of our more prestigious health systems who underlined how fundamentally and, urgency and urgently the system had begun working to make access to their services as frictionless and instant as possible, anchored in digital. Given the growing power they are seeing in consumers who can quickly assess where they are likely to have their healthcare meds fastest with the least 
and with the least trouble and the best experience. In a very competitive market, this system is seeing the numbers move based on whether uh, they are getting rid of all of the waste associated with getting access to healthcare or not. And this system is moving to catch up with their customers' expectations as a result with some great urgency and a bit of worry, I'd say. So it's positive consequences, they believe, if they're driving the principle and negative consequences if, if they're not. Now consider, if for decades this system had been truly deeply driven by this principle, they might already have been far ahead of their competitors in delivering to their patients and prospective patient services that the patients more deeply valued and their patients would be willing to pay, more, pay them more for than their competitors, that kind of um, um, uh, loyalty we get from our customers when we do that consistently. So when digital did end up bringing patient power to the fore as it has recently, how much further ahead could they have been with word of mouth with the capabilities to continue to deliver continuously better for their customers as well be greatly enhanced. So further gains ahead. Here it's helpful to mention one of the key enabling concepts for the enterprise alignment groupings of principles, think long-term. When you think long-term, driving these principles deeply into the organizations, you can see the value even more clearly, and you can see the long-term massive payoff even more clearly. Another example, at another health system, a new leader who is deeply anchored in principles-driven leadership launched a transformation by going to their customers of the health system, this very large health system, the patients they served, and asking what they valued and would pay for. They were really surprised by part of the results. They found out people didn't want to be hurt during their healthcare. Check. They might have expected that. But they also deeply focused on healing, the patients did, in getting back to their jobs as fast as possible. Getting back to their jobs as fast as possible. That was not in the health system's leaders' minds. So the lens changed from narrowly length of stay numbers and dollars to key measures of quality and function in time and successful return to work with no harm as the anchor pursuit for everyone in the system every day. So the results of combining these principles and others, five years later, every major quality, safety, customer, and employee indicator had improved by more than 50% of the system and their footprint had grown substantially versus regional competitors who weren't as focused on value to the customer. By the way, they had the best financial years ever. There is a coda to this story, however. These same leaders were also deeply and appropriately humbled and ashamed by their uninsured patients telling them that not only did they not value getting dragged into court over unpaid bills, it was ruining their financial health and hurting their physical health. The news media had to be a part of getting leaders to hear this message. They did hear it ultimately and reflected and have realized another crucial point about these principles. They have to be observed with consistency everywhere, every day. You can't pick and choose. And even more than that, you've got to go looking into the corners of your organization where the principles might not be true for every one of your people and every one of your customers and change it and spread the learnings as a result. Our founding chairman, Paul O'Neill, had a foundational saying, you either are habitually excellent or you are not. The last hard example, bring, that, that, that last hard example brings me to another beautiful illustration of a healthcare leader over a different large regional delivery system, helping his team apply the principle of create value for the customer to this very uninsured population. 
Traditionally in this health system, like many, uncompensated care had always been viewed as a cost to be endured, a number to be minimized via almost exclusively financial strategies and written off. This leader changed the focus to truly creating value for the customer. What does this uninsured population, among which are many of our most frequent and sickest patients, what do they really need? Let's ask them in a really deep way. Let's look at the data. Let's go and observe at the clinics, in our EDs, in our acute settings, and at their homes, and in their community centers. And they built systems of support for their uninsured patients anchored in getting them the support and connections to community resources that they needed and guiding their journey through the health system in a more value-added, dignified way and building their health-maintaining skills um, as well their patients' health maintenance skills. And guess what? Better serving these customers in a way that the customers deeply valued that literally made them better. When you subtracted the cost of doing it from the financial savings, this became the single biggest improvement in the finances of the health system that year, the single biggest chunk of improvement uh, on the financial side. And by the way, on the, on the service side, uh, it created an awful lot of pride in the workforce and joy in the patients served. So this brings us to another enabling concept here that this leader used, see reality. Um, as uh, Shingo himself noted, most organizations create barriers that make it very difficult for people to see and tell the truth about what they see. So we as leaders have to see what's happening in the lives of those uh, that we serve. We have to see what they experience. We have to see and feel what they value matched up against what they get from us today. So what do your customers value? How does it match with what they're getting from you today? How would you know? What opportunities do you think you have with your team to embed this universal principle into everyone's work every day, starting with your own? It's been a privilege to share a little bit more with you about the Shingo principles today, including today's focus on create value for the customer. I hope you'll continue to learn uh, more about the principles and especially what enduring legacy of success you can create as a leader by leading with them. And please do reach out to us if we can help. We can and we'd love to. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to Habitual Excellence presented by Value Capture. We hope you'll subscribe to the podcast and please also rate and review it in your favorite podcast directory or app. To learn more about Value Capture and how we can help your organization on this journey to habitual excellence, visit our website at www.valuecapturellc.com.